This is Jackie Miller, your host of Out of Crazy Town, your guide to divorcing a narcissist. I have a wonderful guest on today. She is going to talk about how we can help ourselves when we are struggling in this journey of a high conflict divorce. How we deal with the stressors of that journey are so important. Shelly Williams is a health and wellness expert. She herself has been through a difficult divorce and she has great advice for how we can help ourselves, our minds, our souls, our bodies as we continue on in this difficult journey. Listen in. Hello, Shelly Williams. Thank you so much for joining me on Out of Crazy Town, your guide to divorcing a narcissist. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. Thank you for joining me. Um, So I think that this is so timely and so needed that you are here today because this audience is really struggling and hurting. And um, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Spoiler alert, Shelly's been through a divorce as well. <laughs> so she, she, feels, she feels everyone's pain. Yep. Yep. Mm, yes. You are a health and wellness expert. And I know when I was in the midst of my journey, I had never felt so much anxiety and stress in my entire life. And the toll it was taking on my mind, my body, my ability to parent, everything was awful. And we we all need help yes. and we need you. We need you to tell oh, us what to do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need, I need me to tell us what to do because it's an ongoing thing, right? The anxiety yeah. and stress, wherever it's coming from, um, and especially gets ramped up during this time because it's such, oh, it's such a blind side, even if you know it's coming, even if you are the one making the decision to split to divorce, whether yeah. it's coming at you or you're initiating it. It is, it is so foundational level to our, our whole being and, and rocks our foundation to the core. And when we look at the word disease, if you break it apart into dis-ease, the root of pretty much, you know, as we study, um, and I could cite, you know, the Mayo Clinic and Harvard Medical School, but the, yeah. really the root of disease comes from stress and anxiety. Yeah. And, right? you know, in high conflict divorces, which very often have someone with a personality and <laughs> disorder involved, the post-separation abuse kicks in and often is so much worse in the divorce than even yeah. maybe a tumultuous marriage. And so, right. yeah, like to your point, it doesn't matter if you're the one that chose to leave or the other party mm-hmm. did, it's just, it's hell. It's crazy town to allude back to. <laughs> Here, <laughs> the title of your podcast. And so, you know, if how we manage and deal with our stress um, directly affects our health and wellness. And so if we know that, you know, we have the power to become sick from our mind, then we also must have the power to heal ourselves from our mind. Yeah. And yeah. so just that little piece of information of like, whoa, how I, I accept and, and react and respond and manage what's going on has a, the foundational relationship to how I'm going to feel and make it through this or be with us or really participate in my life or not, you know, yeah. to survive, to thrive, to crumble um, is powerful knowledge to have. And so there's, you know, some really basic practices we can do to keep our, you know, keep our head on, keep our head above water and even go beyond that and actually move through it in, in a, a higher vibration, so to speak. Yes. Absolutely. And I think that's why it's so good for people listening to realize there are things that you can do. It's not easy recognizing, just saying, okay, I am in this position. I'm feeling like crap. This is awful. I don't know what to do is, is the first step. Yes. Like it is in, the, in a lot of difficult <laughs> situations and then going out and getting the help and listening to podcasts like this and just thinking mm-hmm. about things that you can start to do. You're right. Your energy is so bad and you're swarming in this vortex of negative energy. And I tell clients all the time, you're forced, well, A, to live in crazy town, but you're forced to live 
in such a negative environment because you're very often with your attorney constantly documenting all the negative things happening, yeah. constantly going back in time to recall all the negative things that did happen, yeah. <laughs> constantly predicting all the negative things that are coming down the pike. And you're, you're kind of forced to live there. Mm-hmm. And that energy is Ugh. awful. It's so hard. And, and our mind already, like our, our caveman, cavewoman brain is sort of wired to look for the threats and look for the negativity in life anyway. And when we start to like observe and witness our thoughts and we, we see that, Oh, 90% of my thoughts are on repeat repeat and 70 to 80% of them are negative. And then we get in this, this place of like, okay, exactly what you just said. Um, reaffirming the narrative of like, well, this is what went wrong and this is what could go wrong. And so we're in this space of constantly telling ourselves and reiterating this story of negativity, which when we reenact and and retell it, then the emotions come up again. And so recognizing that and then choosing like, okay, now I need to downregulate my nervous system. Now I need to restore my energy and balance myself out. It's sort of like when we binge and eat too much sugar or drink too much alcohol or anything like that. Like there's, there's the negative effect from that. Yeah. Just like there's a negative effect from self-talk and, and being in this, this, you know, narrative and story and living it. So a recognizing it and B arming yourself with the tools and actually doing the work. It doesn't work unless you do the work. I used to have a a roommate years ago that would be like, God, I just, you know, I want to feel better. I want to feel healthy. I want my mind to be right. I want to be able to sleep well at night. I want to wake up and feel happy. Isn't there just like a pill I can take? (laughs) (laughs) And I would always laugh. And and this, you know, I was in my early twenties and was already working uh, one-on-one and and with myself with like wellness and fitness. And as a a professional dancer at the time. And so it was like, yeah, there's a pill you could take. It's called eating healthy, getting outdoors, exercising, sitting with your thoughts, you know, yeah, the other, yeah. the other pills you can take are, you know, dealing with the symptom, but there's so many side effects that come along with that. Yeah. And, and really it just kind of takes you, you down the well. Sure. Sure. And I sort of jumped the gun here because I was, um, you know, I get so passionate about get validating people going through this and, and, but I want to take a second folks out there and tell you a little bit more about Shelly and why she's here today and why she is the perfect person to be talking to us about this, because, um, I love that you are a surfer. My daughter's a surfer as well. I think that's so cool. Um, and you are the mother of two teens. And so we have that in common as well. Um, which I love. Um, And I know you're an adventurer and you are a healing movement artist, which I love. And I know we talked today about that you needed to do your movement before, (laughs) before you came on. I had to push you back a half hour. I'm like, I got to get my movement practicing girl, (laughs) which we'll get back to that. We already alluded to it, but priority, right? making it a priority. So here we go. We need to listen to our, the professional here. Um, (laughs) You were a former professional modern dancer, which is Mm. amazing. And I love that you say that you find great joy in connecting with people because I do as well. And it's, um, it's really, to me, it's one of the keys to happiness also because you connect and and, and we can help, uh, especially based on things that we've been through. Um, and you know, I, we're going to learn more about why you think that movement's a greater way to learn about our inner strength and facilitate healing and growth. And, uh, you know, laughter and joy is our superpowers, (laughs) which I love. So yes, please help us today. Guide us through assessing the state of our personal health and from the inside out. Okay. We need it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'll try. I I'm, I'm here to share. 
for sure. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So we talked about how horrific this all is. Can we get into some, I don't know, maybe some practical things. Like we, we kind of, were talking about the energy where you tell yes. me, where do you want to start? You're the expert. Well, yeah, let's talk a little bit about energy. Um, because you know, when we look at our being, we can all agree that we are beings there's, there's energy in there somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes it feels really low. Sometimes it's high, but we have energy. There's, we're made up of like four parts. Basically we have our physical body, we have our energetic body, our, our emotional body, and then our mental, you know, our mm. mental body. And so our energetic body powers everything. It's the, it's the, the housing and the main plug of the circuit board. And when it's, it's really our, our foundation. And if we look at, for example, the chakra system, there's all these different energetic guides from different systems cross-culturally throughout time. Our energy, our thoughts, our physical body, everything we're made up of, how is it organized? Because it's this, these are the non-tangibles. If we were mm. to do a dissection of the human body, you don't see the chakras, you don't see thoughts, you don't see emotions, you see bones and muscles and you know organs and stuff like that. But we know all of that stuff exists inside of us because we feel it and experience it every day. That's really what drives us. Yeah. And so um, our energetic body is the the housing and and the foundation of the circuit board and when when we go through divorce it's like pulling the plug and setting the whole thing on fire <laughs> yes. because you know what i mean yes That's that foundation when we look at the 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 seven chakra system for example our root chakra is directly related to our sense of home our sense of security with with money and safety and family Oof. and relationship, okay. our physical health, that's all encapsulated in that foundational root chakra, which is uh, theoretically lo located at the root of your spine. That's the energy center. Okay. Um, and so when we go through divorce, what is threatened? Our home, home life, our, our security, life, our, <laughs> money, our family, our relationship. And then what is affected by that is our health. Mm -hmm. We're losing sleep. We're self-medicating. We're not eating mm -hmm. as well. We're worrying. Maybe we're not prioritizing our, our, our self-care, our self-maintenance. Yeah. Um, so self-care really should be called self-maintenance because self-care sort of sounds like it's a luxury. I'm going to go get a massage, but really yeah. daily self-maintenance to up-level our energy is yeah. what is key here. And the only thing is, you know, that you talk about, we have control over is, is how we you know, what do we have control over? We have control yeah. over our, ourselves, how we hear things, react to things internally, respond to things, really the home that we live in, like there's the home around me, but the home that, that I live in is my physical body. Yep. And so something as simple as your daily movement practice. And, you know, if we're speaking specifically about yoga, like my yoga, well, what is yoga? Yoga yeah. means to connect the word yoga means to connect, to connect what? body, mind, spirit via the breath, via your, via your attention. Right. So yeah. any movement practice I do with, and that's why I love surfing so much is because it's a, it's my yoga. It's me focused on what I'm doing in the ocean, in an element, right. Yes. Yes. Um, with specific intention, with breath, uh, the practice of yoga, walking, running, riding the bike, your Zumba class, whatever it is that, that allows you to focus your mind for a sustained period of time with physical movement directly changes prana, we call it, or the energy quality of your mind. It takes mm. the, the waves of the mind from crazy to a little steadier or to a lot steadier. Mm. And that's the primary effect that our daily movement practice gives us is it okay. calms the mind. 
And, you know, the, that just explains so many things. I sort of, I think that a lot of us inherently notice about exercise. Many times you're forced to take your mind off to focus everything, to focus on whatever it is you're doing with your movement. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. you finally give your brain that vacation. Um, that it yes. so desperately needs it. Like, desperately. Yes. Yes. It's a little, it's a moment mm-hmm. of vacate you. It does. It takes you away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and myself when, when I, you know, exercise, what's your um, thing that, you, that know, you love to do. It's changed over time. Yeah. I used to be need the hardcore cardio outlet. Yeah. I don't need that anymore. And I honestly, I think that a little bit and I'm not knocking hardcore cardio to anybody, whatever, whatever makes it, it was a good thing. I had it because it was burning off stress hormones. I think it was a little bit also almost a trauma response for me because I was going mm-hmm. so hardcore. So it used to be a bunch of CrossFit and then it was spin, which was great. Um, uh-huh. really hardcore spin. And now I'm calming down and doing yoga and stretching. <laughs> And, and yoga just, can be hardcore too. Well, it is, yes. And, and strength work and yeah. just things that are, I don't have, feel like I have to beat my body up as much, I guess, sure. um, to get to, to feel good. But yeah, so I just like doing some strength work and whatnot. And you guys, I recently had the pleasure of taking one of Shelly's or doing yoga with Shelly as the yogi. It was amazing. <laughs> we had a good time. We did. And it was just your, and to your point, yes, it was amazing to have the movement and the, the exercise, but the energy that you give off and that you thank conjure you. up, I guess what was awesome. So I just well, that thank out. you. And, and just to thank you so much for saying that. And I have, I have to say like, it's, I could, I could say, oh yeah, you're welcome. And it's all me, but it's, it's really not, I'm just the guide. I'm kind of like, here's, here's the garden, take a step in. And it's really your interaction with it. The fact that you're, you're doing it, you know, we say like, oh, I got to go work out, which is a, a great term. But it, what's interesting about the concept of working out, it's really working in, you're mm-hmm. working out, but you're working in because mm-hmm. of how it affects you, right? How it affects your mind, how it up levels your energy, um, also this, there's the natural side effects of, oh, my body feels and looks better. I'm digesting my food sure. better. I'm sleeping better. Yeah. I try not to make any like major decisions or send any special texts. We'll call them like, you know, how sometimes you're like, I got to send this message, but yeah. mm, I yeah. don't know if I should say this or this phone call. Try not to do anything like that until I've done my, my self-maintenance, my uh-huh. daily movement practice. Cause I just nine times out of 10, I feel different. I feel clear. I get some sort of insight or like, mm, you know, that one thing that I felt like I needed to say, maybe I didn't need to say, or mm-hmm. actually, no, I do. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when we're in this process of separation, divorce, post-divorce, because let's be honest, as we all know, have been through divorce. It doesn't end when the document is signed. It's oh, no. just starting, girl. No, sorry to disappoint <laughs> anybody out there. I, I just told me yesterday, she said, my attorney just told me he's estimating two more years of this. I was like, oh, oh Lord. Okay, yeah. let's breathe. Let's breathe. Right, <laughs> right. It's a marathon. It's yeah. a marathon. And, yeah. and especially when you have... Um, you know, kiddos and your co-parenting or parallel parenting. I just yeah. saw that term the other day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you did. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Parallel yep. parenting. Right. Um, then, you know, it's a continued relationship yeah. with your ex. And yeah. so how we show up to that and how yeah. we can show up to that as our best self and not be in a state of, you know, crazy anxiety and reactivity and disease. Mm-hmm. Like, let me get myself my head on straight, literally. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you, know? you, you pointed out some very important things, which I love. You said, you know, oh, you're going to sleep better. You digest your food better. You, and I was going to point out earlier, the main 
things that happened to me when I was so stressed out or things I see with other people. And it was anxiety, insomnia, weight loss, hair mm. loss. And so mm. you've got to go Damn. and find somewhere. Yeah. There's, there's a great, stop. yeah. Make it stop. Especially the hair loss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My hair's all I got right now. No, that's right. <laughs> Wait a minute. I can't lose that. Anything, right? but not the hair. Yeah. Not the hair. <laughs> Especially for us women. Oh my goodness. Yeah, there's no. a there's a great uh allegory if I could share it with you for a few minutes. That I remember learning this from one of my root teachers, Max Strom is his name. And he has two great books and is writing a third and fourth that I want to recommend. Um one is called A Life Worth Breathing. And his name is Max Strom, S-T-R-O-M. And his other book is called There Is No App for Happiness. And they're written so, uh, I actually assign them in my teacher training and have given them as gifts to all my friends because it's not so much a book about yoga. It's really a book about life and about how we deal with the stresses of life and show up as our best self. You could call it a personal growth book, but it's written, he's such a great writer um, and it's so accessible and there's great storytelling in it and you know humorous anecdotes and I just can't recommend it enough. But Max, who's still my teacher and also a dear friend, I remember when I first was working with him he told a story it's called the carriage allegory and he says that you know if we if we look at the the carriage allegory the the carriage itself represents the body the horse represents the emotions the driver of the carriage that's sitting up in front dealing the horses represents the mind and the passenger represents your soul your spirit the average state of, of the people and especially people who are in crisis and trauma. And I think we could all agree and raise our hand that going through divorce is a time of crisis mm. and, and trauma and drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so the ad, average state of a person in, in, in crisis, their carriage is in total disrepair. The horses are wild. The driver's drunk and the passenger is asleep. Where's this train headed? <laughs> yeah. Off a cliff. Off the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So not good. So not good. And the, the practice of mindful movement, we'll call it because I love yoga, but I'm not limited to yoga postures on a mat. To me, anything that you interact with where you're present, you're breathing and you're moving with your body and in nature, if you can get outside. I love yoga. that you said that it like, because yeah. it's just like giving permission for the days that, and, we're, and I'm going to ha- want you to get into this, but for the days that maybe you can only do a little, you know, yeah. it's just, that's good. That's yep. really good. Just 15 minute walk around the block. Let yeah. me breathe. Let me notice the trees. Let me move my body. Oh, my arms are moving. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm in my body. I'm alive. There's something yeah. happening here. So that, that practice with the attention to it, we'll call it yoga just for the sake of, of it's easy connecting mind, body, spirit repairs, the carriage steadies and tames the horses calms the driver, which is the, uh, the mind and awakens the passenger, which is mm. the soul and the spirit. That's the result. And so when I remember when I heard that story, I was like, wow, yes, let's do that. Yeah. And when I, you know, first started practicing yoga or just my movement practice with more awareness, because I had been doing it for years before that I'd been a dancer and a professional or a competitive gymnast, not a professional gymnast, a runner, all these different things. I'm a very, you know, physical athletic person. Mm-hmm. But when I started learning about that concept of really applying your attention, intention, and mindfulness with breathing, with really focusing on what you're doing. Um, not for 
an outer performance, right? With right. dance, it was always about outside performance, about how you looked and what the audience was seeing. But really, for the internal experience, that completely changed it for me, mm. like 180 degrees. And I felt like, wow, this is my medicine. I got to share this with people. So powerful, and it's so simple. Yep, I love that. I love that because sometimes I'll have guests on, and you know, maybe you've written a book, or for me, it was my podcast, and for you, it's you know, I have to go out and show people this. And it's just so great to, when you sort of realize how you want to help people. And so I love seeing your face light up when you say that and your passion, because you really, you know, you know how important this is. Mm -hmm. You lived it and you know, you're living proof that this is what we need to do. (laughs) It's a absolute privilege. Yeah. And you know, one very important aspect of all of this is that living in this crazy world, we feel like we have no control. That's to me, the scariest part. There's fear of the unknown. What's the other side going to do? Which ultimately means we have no control. We're scared that we have no control over what's going on out there. The only way I found to make yourself feel better is to do things that you can control and only focus on those. And I feel like this is what that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Right. Acceptance. Um, we do this program at the local art lab for kids ages seven to 17 and we teach them, um, tools, wisdom tools, as well as like how to make art and move your body and breathe. It's very, you know, fun and applied for kids. But one of the tools that we teach them, these are all tools of the mind, Mm -hmm. um, and of, uh, react reaction and, you know, response is acceptance. Yeah. Like accepting, what you have control over and what you don't. The first question we ask the kids and we do an eight week series is who controls the universe or what do you think controls the universe? And then they go around and they say their different ideas and we have a little discussion. And the second question is, and who controls your thoughts? Mm. Who's in charge of you? And we go around and we say, you know, we realize, Oh, I'm in control. I can choose my thoughts. And I ness, I'm not the person that the spirit that's living inside of me isn't necessarily my thoughts. My thoughts are like weather that come in and out and they're changing every day. Yeah. Right. But the person, my spirit, my soul, that's observing my thoughts, it can kind of step back and look at it from 10 feet, 20 feet, 30,000 feet and go, Oh, that's how I feel today. And this is, this is social emotional learning, which I didn't start learning till my thirties. I wish I learned it when I was a kid. And so even as adults now, it's like, wait a minute, this thought I'm having right now, like, this is the only thing I have control over. I could, tr- I could choose to change it or change the channel or just recognize like, wow, I'm having a bad day. And I'm, I'm like a dog on a bone right now, just like chewing on this thought, you know? Yeah. And if you've ever watched, see, remember Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer? Oh yes. Remember that show? Yes. So what does he recommend you do before you try to train your dog? Run the dogs. You got to take them out and walk them and run them before you train them. Because they got to get that energy out. And got it. I, we got legs. We're not so different from our canine friends. That's yeah. why like that movement practice, run the dogs. That's really interesting. Run the dog. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm pointing get it all out for those of you who are listening. <laughs> it was the same with our toddlers, right? What can I do to like get rid of all the energy? Before? Totally. <laughs> and then yeah. identify thoughts. 
right? Observe thoughts, maybe change the pattern a little bit. All right. So yeah, that only thing we have control over is, is our thoughts or how we react and respond to situations, right? So acceptance is a huge tool. Sometimes acceptance can feel like, like giving up or surrender to people. It's not, no, no, it's, it's just like, okay, this is the situation, right? I see it. I accept it. And then I choose my action acceptance plus action, right? I choose my action around that inaction is a choice choosing not to do something. And that can be powerful. So can choosing to change it. So can choosing to engage with it or disengage with it. We have a choice, how we react and respond to things. And you know, that radical acceptance is um, something we talk about in the divorce coaching world as well, because exactly as you said, if you don't just acknowledge this is what it is. Do I like it? No. Is family court fair? No. Is what they're doing legal? No. Is what, this is what it is. And unless you can get to that level of radical acceptance of this is where yours, what it is, there's no platform to jump from. I can't sort of help you because we need a start point and yeah. where you're at, you have to accept where you're at so right? We, so we can go. And then and you just yeah. do damage control, yes. right? Yes. I, ha- I have one more great story I want to share just, yes, just to, to that point. I love storytelling. And my two, I have two brothers and two sisters. I come from a family of five and my two brothers and my dad are like amazing builders. They can build anything, houses, cars, you know, plumbing, wow. electrical. They're amazing with their hands. My older brother told me this story. He was putting a wall up in a house, in the house. They were changing a wall. He measured it wrong, which is like, something a beginner would do. Somehow he like yeah. got the measurement wrong and the framing wasn't right. He was thrown a tantrum and oh damn, just like expletives. And like, I can't believe I did that. He's, he's relating this back to me that my little brother was standing there watching him, not saying a word, holding his tools, waited until he finished throwing his tantrum and was like, yeah, let's fix it. Yeah. Like, but we get so tight, like in that tantrum place of like, I can't believe, oh my God, I measured yeah. this. How did I get here? Yeah. That we become inactive. That's that fight, flight, or freeze, right? Right, right. And it's like, little brother was just sitting there like, let's fix it. Get and your it is- saw, get your tool. <laughs> No, you're right. You're like, we're, you, we can go on and on and on about this, but at the end of the day, we got to fix the wall. The wall's got to go on. <laughs> I love that story. And it's, <laughs> it's really tough because when you are in this space with these high conflict divorces and somebody who you were married to for a long time and probably had children with and what do these horrific things, you're just in shock over it. <laughs> and so one of the things when, when I start oh. to hear these stories and we're having a session is I'm like, okay, that's exactly what they wanted. You're spinning, which I completely understand. I Mm -hmm. completely understand. I was there too. You're spinning and you're like furious and you're, you're not getting anywhere. That's exactly. And you're not clear. You're not clear. It's exactly what they want. I know. And so you, we got to go, we got to go fix the wall because there's no choice. I mean, we got to fix the wall. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. So for a while, which I understand. A, I understand know, right? Upset, but yeah, we got to go fix them all. So that's, <laughs> it's a really good analogy. Yep. And it's true. It's true. And so, so we're in this space and can you give us Shelly some practical? So, so someone's in the fetal position on the floor and they're like, yes, I want my brain to stop. What can I yeah. do? How do I help myself? What's some like ground zero basic? Well, as we know, and you mentioned this with our kids, like a lot of times it's, it's changing, changing the scenario or changing the environment identifying the things that can help you shift your energy. And there's a couple of simple tools. Number one, music is really powerful. Music is really, have you ever noticed how you can turn on the radio or your, your, you know, does anyone listen to the radio anymore? I still do, but um, choose a playlist or a song that 
something will come up. And if it's, you know, melancholy or mellow, it might make you feel sad. Or if it's Prince, let's go crazy. Like you, you're going to yeah. dance or anything like that. Certain music, it affects us. Actually, it affects our chakras, right? Mm-hmm. It affects the energetic system. Our, all of our chakras, which is our energy, are uh, the first five are associated with a specific sense. So our senses are touch, uh, taste, smell, sight, hearing. Our sensory impressions, what we're taking in through our eyes, through what we hear, through what we taste, through what we feel and see, changes our energy. So if you think of one of your, if you're in a fetal position, you're like, I got to get out of this, doing something that affects one of the sense organs, looking at something different. Let me go outside and look at the sky or the trees, mm-hmm. putting on a piece of music that up levels your energy, mm-hmm. right? Is huge. So I've made, I have a couple of playlists I've made and um, depending on what I need, if I need to lift myself up or smooth myself out, or if yeah. I want to go into a reflective state, memories, whatever it is. And those for me, music is really powerful movement, right? Our, our, our tactile feeling in our body. So taking a walk or a bike ride, getting in an element like water, taking a shower, a bath, going for a surf or a swim, getting yourself in an element in nature, walking barefoot on the sand or in mm. the dirt. These are all tactile sense um, impressions that it seems so simple, but really changes our energy. Yep. Right. Uh, for me, the most foundational is, is movement. I, I know that about myself. Sometimes we don't know which, what's going to shift my energy the most. And so experimenting with different things. But if you think about what your five senses are and then choose one, two or three of those things, maybe it's cooking, mm-hmm. right? The smells of cooking yeah. um, can sh- uh, shift our energy. So these are super basic tools. We all have the ability to connect into one of those five things to change our energy. And you know, if at home, you're wherever you are listening to this, I think a really good practice right now, if you can think about when go back in time to a time you were really happy and what were some things that made you happy back then? Because sometimes it's just hardware in this space. And like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't remember. I don't know what makes me happy. I don't know. I don't know. Go back in time. And I had to coach myself the other day. Yes. I still have bad days or weeks. (laughs) Things come up that are still triggering. And I was just thinking recently, I'm like, I got to coach myself through this. I got to practice what I preach. And I thought I used to smile all the time to the point where people commented on it. I thought, am I doing that anymore? I'm not, Ah. especially these lap, you know, smile. I used to smile just because. And so I thought I'm going to try to do that more today. Totally worked. And then I almost want to cry that you mentioned music this morning. I decided that in this self-coaching thing I'm doing right now, the smiling, and that, yeah, I used to listen to music. I turn on a song that is my love. My girlfriends and I have a thing. We call it our, our, our death playlist, which I know sounds horrible, but it's like, <laughs> this is the song you need to play at my funeral. And so we play, we all, we get together, we play each other's songs. And so death playlist. I, turn, I turn on my death song. I know it's completely opposite of what it is. You're, it's your anthem. It's yes. your anthem. And I danced. Right. Yes, I'm a dork. I'm a total dork. I danced, but I have not felt like that in so long. So awesome. But yeah. I applaud you. And this is you're so good at this. You're so good at podcasts. You should do them professionally. Okay, (laughs) Here we are. You just reminded me of the most basic thing when we, you know, you had asked me, what are five things you can do? And I talked about music or this or that, or what if you don't have tools? What if you don't have food to cook or a a TV to watch, or you're, you're locked inside and you can't go outside and move your body, or, you know, you can't cook food, whatever it is. You're, you're in your car driving to your mediation appointment and you you need Uh. something right now. 
dancing a is the oldest form of yoga dancing. What do we used to do in ancient traditions? We'd gather around a fire when, when somebody died or somebody got married or somebody was going through puberty or a wedding, whatever it is, you know, um, probably a divorce in Asian culture. Uh (laughs) We gathered around a fire and we danced to music. This is how we celebrate and process things. Movement with music. That is huge. You can even do it in your car. I do it with my kids on the way to school. We do like chair dancing in the car. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. And um, then when you drive up somebody to somebody they know and they go, mom, stop, stop. Yeah. Mom, mom, you're embarrassing stop me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm in that phase for sure. Turn the radio down. <laughs> you're embarrassing me. Oh, I'm like, actually, I think, I think some people actually think I'm cool, but okay. <laughs> I think I'm awesome. So, but, okay. <laughs> so dancing is huge. It changes your energy. Right. And then the, what's the most basic, basic thing? is to take a deep breath. Yeah. Like this, sit, let's do it. Can we do it right now? Maybe Jesus. Yes. yes let's, let's take a deep breath right now. Just yes. a big old Everybody inhale. out here listening to that. Mm-hmm. And then a big exhale. <sighs> I'm going to do the visual. Like, so if you're like watching to, the YouTube version of this. Okay. Yes. We yes. gather all the wisdom, all the stuff that's going on, even the bullshit. And then you French press it, you compost it like, ah, oh, and you bring your hands down to midnight. I love it. I already feel my blood pressure dropping. Down regularly. Yeah. That's, that is the um, free, accessible at any time, unless you're underwater. Yes. 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 <laughs> accessible at any time is to take a deep breath. It sounds, we and totally, it sounds so cheesy. It's so simple. It's stupid. But it's so simple. It's so simple. It's stupid. But it's, it's so simple, yet it's so complex. We forget to breathe. No, just Seriously. really do. We don't, I don't even think Seriously. Day, if you're stressed, you don't even realize that you're holding breaths or you're, cause your tension isn't, and you're not inhaling all the way. And I, yeah. I tell people, you know, we'll, we'll coach through before a custody evaluation, or they're walking into a hearing. Somebody was just texting before we got on, go in the bathroom stall right now, sit down. I'm commanding you and you're going to inhale and exhale four times before you walk into that hearing. Good. See, like, okay, you're a breath teacher. Okay. Okay. Yes. You ha- we forget. You to. have to. And you know, our lungs are actually um, our average shallow breath that we take when we're just cruising around doing our thing. Not to mention we're stressed out, but we're just cruising around, mm-hmm. going grocery shopping, taking care mm-hmm. of family work. Our average inhale exhale is 600 cc's. Okay. Our lung capacity is 6,000 cc's. Oh my lord. <laughs> 6,000. So we're breathing, you know, this micro tenth of what our capacity is. And we know what's the first thing that happens when a, you know, a medic comes to somebody that's in trauma, they throw an oxygen mask over their face. So breathing obviously increases oxygen levels in our brain and our blood and our cells. It down regulates the nervous system. It's good for our heart, helps us think more clearly, helps us function. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is the nervous system, right? And so just that simple tool that we forget to tell ourselves, we'll tell our kids when our kids are freaking out, like, Hey, take a deep breath, but we forget to tell ourselves. Yeah. That's the hardest part about breathing is remembering to do it. It's an involuntary response. We're breathing all the time, but to consciously take a deep breath. Oh, I feel better. (laughs) And that's why with movement practice, when we talk about it being anything can be yoga. If you're consciously breathing deeply, you're consciously paying attention to what you're doing. It takes it to a whole nother level. It's profound, really. So, you know, we have all these like breath work classes that we can go and take or listen to and um, that are available to us which are great. It's, it's nice to be guided. It's, it's helpful. Yeah. One breathing practice that I can give you right now that anyone can do that. Anyone can remember even the, the most skeptical skeptics is four, seven, eight, 
Okay. Inhale for four counts, hold for seven counts, exhale for eight counts, four, seven, eight, inhale for four, hold for seven, exhale for eight. Why do we want to use that? You can use any ratio. If that feels like it's too long, you could inhale for three, hold for five, exhale for six, you know, but we want our exhale to be twice as long as the inhale, because that's the down regulation of the nervous system. Ah, okay. The exhale. I never understood why yeah. that makes total sense. Okay. Right. So okay. that's a really awesome. simple one. Basically just sort of in recap, we know Shelly and I know the level of stress <laughs> the turmoil you're, you are where you are. So what can you control your thoughts, mm -hmm. how you treat your body, the things that you do for it, and it will help you on the journey, because as mm -hmm. you said, it's a marathon. So you've got to do something. These are simple tools. Yeah. So basic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Shelly, you are amazing. Um, how can you everyone find you? Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can, I know that you can go to yogamitra.com, which is your website. So Y O G A M I T T R A.com. Yes. Right. And what does that mean? So yoga means to connect and the word Mitra is a Sanskrit word. Also that means friend promise covenant. So it's connecting like-minded friends, connecting friends. Okay. So that's why I chose that. Awesome. Yeah. And you do like one-on-one -on -one sessions, right? I do. I do a lot of things. I, um, I do one-on-one -on -one sessions, either live in my home studio, or I can come to you, but I really prefer my space. Cause it's an amazing space here. Mm. Um, I also do virtual sessions okay. and then for the last, uh, I did, I had a really wonderful boutique Pilates and yoga studio in Hermosa beach for about 10 years, the Pilates room and yoga lounge. And it's still there, but we sold it to a wonderful girl years ago. And then since then I started yoga Mitra teacher training school. So we do educational courses for people who are wanting to learn more about the practice of yoga, learn more about Pilates, uh, health, wellness, nutrition, uh, functional agility, even functional medicine and Ayurveda, because we deal with the functional medicine through nutrition and uh, vegetable green-based supplements. So that's a, a part of what I do with one-on-one one -on -one and also groups. And then I have a teacher training. So people for people that want to learn to be uh, healing movement artist teachers, we have our teacher training school. So there's a whole educational component that I do both live and virtually. I have a whole bunch of um, online courses that are available self-paced, but also that I'll do um, live cohorts, cohorts periodically throughout the year where I'll guide people through the courses. Awesome. Um, and one of my favorite things to do is to take people on retreat. I was so just going to say. Yeah, we do global international retreats as well as local retreats, anywhere from three days to a week long and where we get to go live the rhythm, right? Live health and wellness and fun and um uh, my favorite place that I like to take people to is down in the Osa Peninsula in the southern part of Costa Rica. It's an hour away from the nearest town. It's right next to the Corcovado National Park. So you are off the grid and living in, in rhythm with nature and the sunrise and sunset and in and out of the ocean, practicing yoga and movement, a um, little meditation and breath work every day, twice a day. Uh, we have excursions that we do and amazing healthy food. And so what I love about this one is there's, there's really a, only depending on daylight savings, an hour or two time difference with going to Costa Rica. So you, you come back from this trip feeling so good, so vibrant, so healthy, right? Cause you don't have the jet lag thing. You, you, you've been eating great food and we have fun. We have cocktails before dinner. You know, all right, all right. Now you're talking uh, about language. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, it's a fun trip, but it's, it's a raise your vibration type of uh, experience. So um, there's always a theme involved for the week. And one of the things that you and I and our, our friend Anna have been talking about is actually creating a retreat experience for women yes. going through separation and divorce. And that is on the horizon. Coming yes, so soon stay for tuned, our listeners. Folks. Yep. We are in the, we are working on that project. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I do that annually and it's a, a really wonderful way to just experience an immersion and it's, it's open to all levels. I most often have people coming where it's a mix of people brand new to yoga, people who have, uh, or, you know, a movement experience like this or a friend of a friend, uh, couples, single people. Um, so it's always a very mixed group and we have amazing experiences together. That's awesome. So as you yeah. said, you're in the Los Angeles area, but you also yes. do some virtual stuff. And I know when I've been on your website, yeah, there's, we have some cool, sometimes like cleansing, mm -hmm. um, right, right programs and all mm -hmm. other kinds of stuff. So please go to yogamitra.com and check out yeah. Shelly. You need it. You need it. You have to do it. I'm to here to help. It. I'm you here to serve. serve. Yes. Yes, you do. You will not so. regret it. I, I guarantee you. So thank you again, Shelly, for coming on much needed. The more I talk to clients, the more we discuss how we all need help. You know, it's, yeah. it's one thing to get all the practical help, which is great. And I love what I do doing that, but it goes beyond that. We need help beyond that. We need help with our right. mind. And well, our and it's community, right? Yeah. It's community yeah. really when, when we, there's something about, um, as women in particular and, and not, and not to exclude men. Uh, I love working with men and I know you do too, yes. um, but we, I, we lift each other up through community. Yeah. And so when we reach out, especially when we are in a, a state of, of crisis or trauma and we reach out and lean on our community and, and build a support team around us, it really reminds us of who we are and our place in the community and our place in the world. We're, you know, humans are, we are pack animals. We're not meant to exist in these little bubbles that we sometimes are forced to exist in because yeah. of the way our world is. And so um, one of the beauties about, you know, if, if we can say there is a, a beauty to going through challenge is that we tend to reach out to our people and then mm -hmm. meet new people and, and feel that sense of community support. And that, that helps us heal. That helps yeah. us through. So yeah. thank you again, Shelly. I really appreciate it. I will, um, we'll you. say goodbye, but I can't, we'll, we'll be talking soon. We'll be talking soon. Thank you so much, okay. Jackie. Thanks, Appreciate Shelly. you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.